Today's episode is sponsored by Wall Street Oasis. On this show, we talk a lot about the specific skills you'll need to demonstrate as an investment banker. But are you concerned about what your specific chances are at landing an offer? Be sure to check out the WSO Academy, a highly selective 12-week training program that can help you get the job. You'll get one-on-one mock interviews with investment bankers, courses, resume reviews, and an accountability system to keep you on track. Again, this program is highly selective, so spots will open up over time, but check out the link in the show notes and make sure you join the waitlist. You don't have to go it alone when recruiting. WSO Academy can provide the resources you need, so check them out today. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Investment Banking Insights, the only podcast dedicated to helping you learn both the technical and non-technical aspects of the investment banking process. My name is Alex Mason, and I am your host. And what are we doing here? We're learning about investment banking and we're going through M&A, mergers and acquisitions, trying to understand all the basics of this domain, of this topic. And today's question is this, why does a strategic typically pay more than a private equity firm? Why does a strategic typically pay more than a private equity firm? Now, in order to understand this question, we first have to have some basic definitions of what what is a strategic and what is a private equity firm. And there are basically two general types of buyers in the mergers and acquisition universe. Just very, very broad definitions. Number one are strategics. What are strategics? These are just regular companies who have some kind of strategic reason for buying the firm. For example, you might have a company like a Johnson & Johnson, they might buy out a small medical device company in order to add products to their portfolio. So that's an example of a strategic. The second type of company involved in mergers and acquisitions deals are private equity firms, or PE firms for short. And these companies, you might also hear them referred to as financial sponsors. If you ever hear that term, they're just talking about like private capital, private equity firms. And these are businesses who are a little bit different. Their business model is entirely centered around doing deals. They'll buy businesses, they'll add value to them, and then they'll sell them for a profit. So they're kind of like flipping businesses, kind of like some real estate investors flip houses. That's basically what they do. And there are some distinct differences between the way that PE firms approach deals and the way that strategic firms approach deals. Private equity firms, they want to get deals done. That is their business, right? So they're typically willing to move faster than strategics because they want to get that deal done. And they also want to ensure a good return for their shareholders, which means that they're limited on how much they will pay for any given company. So imagine that a company is up for sale And let's say the fair value of the company is $100 million. Well, strategic might be willing to pay a little bit more, and I'll get to why in a second, but the private equity firm might be willing to pay a little bit less. Maybe they only want to pay 90 or 95 million. Well, why is that? It's because the lower the purchase price for the private equity firm, the higher the internal rate of return when they go to sell it. Because they're saying, okay, maybe in a couple years, five to seven years, they can get a certain multiple out of that business. Well, if they buy it at a discount 
at the beginning, then they can kind of help boost those returns to higher internal rate of return levels, like maybe 20% internal rate of return, 25% internal rate of return. I mean, that's really great. And in order to get those types of returns, one of those components of that deal is getting a cheaper purchase price. So PE firms are not going to be as willing to spend a ton of money on a single deal as a strategic. Now, strategics, on the other hand, they might move a little bit slower on the deal. They're not necessarily, but they might move slower than PE firms. And they typically have more capital at their disposal than private equity firms do. For example, I gave the example of Johnson & Johnson a second ago. That's a multi-multi-billion dollar company. They've got a lot of resources at their disposal if they want to make a big acquisition happen. So they're going to be able to bring more money to the table for specific deals than private equity firms generally will be able to. And in general, strategics will usually just pay more for the same deal than a PE firm. They can realize synergies that PE firms can't. Remember, PE firms, they're trying to get in, do something to add value, and then get out. Like That's usually their business model. Whereas strategics... Maybe in going back to this Johnson & Johnson example, they want to add some medical devices to their portfolio. They want to expand their product lines. They want to consolidate manufacturing facilities and intellectual capital among their talent pool. Like These are different kinds of synergies that they can realize because they are aligned with the business that they're buying. And so you just have that going for it. So strategists will be willing to pay a little bit more for that because it's more along the lines of helping their business long-term, potentially. So those are the main differences between strategics and private equity firms and why strategics typically will pay more for a deal than a private equity firm. All right, this has been Investment Banking Insights. You know what it is. It's Alex Mason, your host. Thank you so much for listening, for joining me. And I will see you next time.